Welcome to Better Animal Handling, Chapter 3, Episode 21. Center of Missouri, USA. I'm C.B. Chastain, your guide to better animal handling, and Abby, my cattle dog and flighty co-host. Say hi, Abby. Our goal is to improve your knowledge of why domestic animals from Chihuahuas to Clydesdales act as they do and how to better handle them safely and humanely. Today's episode is on cage companion bird containment. Our topics for this week are cage shape, location, Size, construction, bars, purchase, substrate, cleaning, and enrichments, plus aviaries, indoors, and outdoors. Companion birds are contained in cages or aviaries or both. Cages are the most practical for pet birds. Since most birds need the social support of a flock, it's generally inadvisable to cage a bird alone, especially bergergars, canaries, and lovebirds. Birds need cages for safety from predators or playful injuries when unattended and for psychological security to relieve stress. Cages with angular corners are more conducive to capturing birds than circular constructed cages. Plus, square or rectangular cages are easier to line with paper for cleaning. The respiratory system of birds does not protect from inhaled hazards as well as the mammalian respiratory system. Cages should never be placed near windows or doors or other areas with drafts or near fumes such as paint, smoke, hairsprays, insecticides, scented candles, plug-in fresheners, ammonia-based glass cleaners, or stain guard chemicals. They should not be located in kitchens with fumes from burned foods or from nonstick cooking pans coated with the fluoropolymer polytetrafluoroethylene, Teflon. Silverstone and Tefsil are also coated with fluoropolymers. Vaporization of dangerous fluoropolymers begins at a temperature of 464 degrees Fahrenheit. The cage should be located in a bright area, but not in direct sunlight. The location should be without drafts and away from kitchens and placed near chest level. If the cage is placed near the floor, birds will be stressed with concern about vulnerability to predators. Placing cages above eye level will decrease stress to timid birds. Locating a cage near an open window risks drafts, direct sunlight, stress from being on constant alert for predators, and transmission of disease from wild birds. Birds that are well socialized to humans should be caged in family traffic areas during the day. The cage should be located against a wall, or the cage should contain a hiding area to reduce stress for rest periods. A separate cage for rest may be needed in a quiet, dark area for larger birds that are used to handling. Frequent interaction with people should be supplemented with toys and multiple perches for entertainment. Placing a cage near a closed window 
or out of direct sunlight can allow birds to watch outside activities and provide valuable mental stimulation. Boredom is a common cause for many behavioral problems in birds. Providing opportunities to simulate foraging for food, guarding against predators, and create nests avert stereotypic behaviors. Most companion birds are from the tropics, where 10 to 12 hours of daylight occurs year-round. Exposure to direct sunlight or UVB light source 18 inches above the cage should be provided for these companion pets at a near consistent 10 to 12 hours per day. For sleeping, some birds prefer the cage to be covered, others do not. Cage covering is optional. Minimum cage size and width, depth, and height for large birds should be one and a half times the wingspan for each bird. Smaller birds need an additional room to fly in a cage. All cages should be wider than tall. When perched, the bird's tail should not contact the floor, walls, or any other object in the cage. Minor birds require the largest cages. 6 by 3 by 3 feet minimum for one bird. Abby says, wow, that's like a 757 hanger. Birds can get metal poisoning from cages constructed of inexpensive materials. Bird cages should be constructed of non-rusting metal, stainless steel, anodized aluminum, or chrome plating and inspected for sharp or pointed projections that might cut or stab an inquisitive bird's tongue. Cages should not be painted with lead-based paint or galvanized. Zinc used for galvanizing is toxic to birds and the most common metal poisoning in caged birds. Better cages are made from stainless steel or wrought iron. Powder coating can keep the metal from rusting. The space between cage bars should be narrow enough to prevent entrapping a bird's head. Small birds, parakeets, finches, and canaries should have bars spacing no greater than one half inch. Medium birds, cockatiels, condors, lorries should have bar spacing no more than three-fourths of an inch. Large birds, African greys, macaws, cockatoos, may have bar spacing up to one and a fourth inches. Vertical bars cause less damage to tail feathers than horizontal bars. Wire grids above a sliding, solid bottom prevents paper shredding and the bird from eating wasted, spoiled food. Wire cages can be too stressful for nervous birds. Box-type cages are preferable for timid birds. Other birds enjoy viewing activity and receiving attention. Door latches should be substantial. Simple door latches on barred cages can be opened by many birds. A cage should have at least two perches, a narrow perch for birds to grasp with their feet and one that they can stand flat-footed on. Most perches should be wooden, preferably manzanita wood, which is dense without any harmful chemicals in it. Willow or fruit tree branches can also be used. Yew, oak, and rhododendron branches should not be used. All branches should be washed carefully to remove possible diseases from wild bird fecal contamination. Additional perches should vary in size to exercise the full range of the grasp of the feet and to prevent tendon contracture. 
but all perches should be appropriate for the size of the contained bird's feet. Recommended perch diameters for small, medium, and large birds are 3 eighths to 3 fourths inches, 5 eighths to 1 and 4 inches, and 1 to 2 inches respectively. Sandpaper should not be used on perches in an attempt to wear down toenails. Perches should not be positioned over food or water bowls. A sleeping perch should be located in the back of the cage. The location of different style and diameter perches should be changed occasionally. Concrete perches can be beneficial in maintaining needed abrasion to the toenails and beak for larger birds, 200 to 1,000 grams in body weight, eliminating the need for toenail and beak trimming. Concrete perches should be placed where the bird spends less time, as in front of a feeding container. They should not be used where the bird spends more time at play, rest, or preening due to the possibility of excessive foot abrasion. Paper should be used as substrate. Organic bedding, such as ground corn cobs, can promote bacterial or fungal growth. Wood shavings and sawdust can cause respiratory problems and digestive tract impactions. Food and water containers and floor paper should be cleaned daily. Perches should be cleaned whenever soiled. The entire cage should be cleaned once a week. Inanimate toys are important to provide mental stimulation and to prevent stereotypic behaviors caused by boredom, such as aggressive behaviors, pacing along a perch, swinging its head from side to side or bobbing it up and down, feather picking, and screaming. Ropes, paper towels, rolls, and plain cardboard boxes are simple toys that birds enjoy. Many bird toys are commercially available, including ladders, chains with bells, and blocks of wood on string. Another diversion is cuddle bones, the exoskeleton of saltwater cuttlefish. Cuddle bones are a source of calcium and iodine for small birds and are abrasive that can keep the beak from overgrowing. Birds also enjoy tearing up paperback books and searching for treats that are hidden in toys to create a puzzle to solve. Large citizens such as African gray parrots and macaws are highly intelligent birds they are often kept alone in relatively small cages. Extra effort is needed to provide these birds with room to exercise, interact with their owners, and provide inanimate forms of environmental enrichment for mental stimulation. Otherwise, stereotypic behaviors, particularly feather picking, often occur. Small passerines, canaries, and finches should be provided with nests or hiding boxes attached to the top of the cage. Nest boxes should be easy to remove and clean. Abby says she'd like to have a hammock in her crate. Food and water containers and soiled perches and aviary should be cleaned daily. Substrate should be raked clean once per week and all perches washed. All substrate should be replaced at least twice a year. Substrates for aviaries with concrete floors are usually a gravel or stone chip. Indoor aviaries should have an enclosure within or connected to the flight area. In addition to being large enough to accommodate the species, size, and number of birds, an aviary should be large enough to facilitate cleaning. The shape is commonly rectangular or square. When more than one indoor aviary chamber is present, 
There should be enough space between adjoining aviaries to prevent birds in different chambers from pecking their neighbors. At least two perches should be provided. Perches should be placed at different heights and made of branches with bark, cotton ropes, or dowels with different diameters. A portion of the aviary floor should be sandpaper to allow scratching and wear of toenails. Tree limbs are useful and easily replaced when soiled. However, care must be taken in the selection. Some trees are poisonous. Willow or fruit tree branches are the safest. Limbs should be thoroughly washed to prevent exposure to wild bird feces. Perches should be attached securely and positioned away from food and water containers. Bathing bowls or regular sprays of mist should be provided to encourage proper preening. Bathing water should be checked to monitor for bird mites. Most outdoor aviaries have an indoor compartment and an external cage. In addition to having the same needs as indoor aviaries, an outdoor aviary should be sheltered from wind, noise, and stressful activities by constructing the outdoor cage so it's sheltered from the prevailing winds. Other visual barriers should be created between the cage and the public and other possible stresses to the birds. An aviary should not be located beneath overhanging trees due to the risk of exposure to feces from wild birds. A wire and wood frame is acceptable for most species, but parrots may chew wood and should be contained in heavy 10 to 14 gauge mesh and metal framed aviaries. At least one third of the top of the aviary should be clear plastic for shelter from the weather and wild birds. The floor should be concrete to prevent entry of burrowing rodents and predators. To prevent escapes, the ideal entry to an aviary is a chamber with an outside door and a door to the aviary. The second best entry is a door that opens inward. Water is best provided with tube drinkers that prevent contamination. Cuddle bones, mineral blocks, and bathing dishes with about one inch of water should be provided. Supplementary heating and lighting may be necessary for some species. Now, let's recap the key points to remember from today's episode. When selecting a birdcage, its shape, size, and construction material should be considered. Appropriate bars, perches, substrate, and enrichments vary with types of birds. Aviaries can be useful for indoor or outdoor containment and exercise. Abby says it's time to wrap up this episode. More information on animal handling is available in my book, Animal Handling and Physical Restraint, published by CRC Press. It's also available on Amazon and for many other fine book supply sources. Additional information is available at betteranimalhandling.com. Don't forget, serious injury or death can result from handling and restraining some animals. Safe and effective handling and restraint requires experience and continual practice. Acquisition of the needed skills should be under the supervision of an experienced animal handler. Thanks for listening. Abby and I hope you'll come back next week when I'll talk about reptile containments. Hey, Abby, did you know another name for Australian cattle dogs is healers? No, that does not mean that you have a medical license.